This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Army is set to release a brand new data strategy any day now. Lieutenant General Bruce Crawford, the service's chief information officer, says the goal is to make sure the Army's vast data holdings are visible, accessible, understandable, trusted, interoperable, and secure. That's enough, huh? To get there, the Army says it will need to set standards and enforce them, as Crawford put it, ruthlessly. Crawford sat down with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu to talk more about that new forthcoming strategy. One thing I'm wondering is, is this going to be sort of tailored and broken down by functional area or data type, or is it is it so, really... So, so good question. Uh, um, think about four mission areas. So the way, the way it's broken down now, you, you've got a business mission area. Uh, you have, uh, and so our Office of Business Transformation, OBT, you know, generally oversees that. And you can imagine from your time with us uh, what, what's in the business mission area. Uh, you've got the enterprise mission area, and that's the one that I have uh, actual responsibility for. You have the warfighting mission area uh, that our G3 of the Army uh, has responsible for. And then you have the intelligence mission area. So think of the data strategy. If there were a pie divided into four pieces, if you carved out a piece in the middle uh, of that pie, um, what you then have is the data strategy. And think data standards that are going to make sure – remember I talked about the six first principles? In order to get those fixed first principles, you're going to have to put standards in place. Uh, if you want visibility, here are standards that have to be put in place. If you want ultimately to be secure, here are some specific things you have to do. So the data strategy will be right in the middle of that, and that's going to be the forcing function uh, that says, listen, inside your mission area, you're going to have data governance. Inside, uh, let's say it was is the warfighting mission area or the enterprise Uh, There's data governance inside there, but here are some minimum standards you must meet to make sure that your data is visible, that it's interoperable, you know, that it's usable, accessible, et cetera, et cetera. So one set of standards per mission area, or is it it more granular than that? Common standards. Um, Yes. There are some things that are going to have to be common to all. There are some things that will be inside the mission area unique, but there are some standards that if I want data to be visible uh, from this mission area uh, to this mission area, then there are some things that are going to have to be common, that those missionaries actually have in common uh, so that information can be shared. Mm-hmm. And you said, you know, some of, the, some of the functionals and system owners that you've been out to see over the past year or so have, have seen the goodness in here in standardizing on, on one authoritative data source, but are, are they standardizing? Standardizing in the same directions right now, or is it six different owners standardizing on six different things? Well, well, so first of all, we we have not published the data strategy yet. Uh, we're going to get uh, you know that that requires uh, you know at the highest levels of the army approval. But we're headed. That's the direction we're headed. And we're, we're, we have we have done with our uh, authoring. Uh, of, of the data strategy. And so now it's about a conversation with senior leadership uh, who's behind the effort uh, about the outcomes and how we're going to measure ourselves, et, et, et cetera. And so if you go out to a post-camping station, and depending on who you talk to, if you're talking to the senior levels, then they know it's in the data strategy because they've had an opportunity to chop on it. You go down to the end user, they're not yet there. It's no different than any corporation. Remember I, I talked about the triad associated with the overall data problem? I said it's the data strategy, uh, it's cloud, uh, and our plan for cloud, uh, getting to a cloud hosting environment, and then it's culture. You know, users are going to have to trust 
uh, that what they're looking at is essentially true. So you got that part of it uh, back to the you know trusted nature of the data. But they're also going to have to, I won't just say buy in, but take ownership of, of the plan. And you mentioned you don't particularly care where the data is stored. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out how literally to take that. No, because not, there's not a literal, but it's more, more figurative. And here's the example. First of all, the, the reason I made that comment is because there is no future state where there is no data center. Mm-hmm. So every, whether you're talking to uh, you know, Netflix or Airbnb or all the big, you know, very large organizations uh, that are out there that have transitioned to a cloud hosting environment and a hybrid cloud hosting environment, none of them envision a world where there is no data center. Uh, and so that was a nod to the fact that, listen, the future state uh, will absolutely be fundamentally different than it is now in terms of the ratio of what's in the cloud uh, and what's actually in a data center. But I don't see a future where there is no data center because, uh, you know, even industry now actually has data centers. I mean, the most innovative of industry. Uh, this is not a defensive data center. Centers is just kind of a, a statement of prob- what's factual now and likely to be factual uh, in the future. So if you've got a state where, whether it's 90, 10% or 95, 5%, whatever it happens to be, that you have data sitting in a data center, then you've got to, the standards you put in place have to include those data centers. Otherwise, that's you, you, you'll have blind spots. So really, the, the only point you were trying to make, it sounds like, is that the data strategy is not telling you what your hosting environment is. No, it's just telling you that not. that hosting environment needs to be able to yeah, talk to me. Absolutely. The data strategy, this is not about trying to identify uh, and, and force people into this environment or that environment. The user experience and what they're looking into is outcomes, actually, norm- normally, uh, is what drives that. Um, and, and what they're trying to actually do with their data. Uh, what we're saying with the data strategy is back to con- this idea of there are standards that are common to all uh, that must be enforced, uh, which is fundamentally different than what, what's happened in the past. And so that's the purpose of the actual data strategy, at least one of the purposes, is to articulate uh, those particular standards that we're looking to enforce. And I guess another thing I wonder is how directive you're, you're going to end up being here. I mean, is it, is it essentially going to, is it going to be as unrestrictive as I just want you to have an API so people can so people can access your data, or is it going to be you need to be using a SQL database of this particular version or XML or whatever? All right. So so the the one thing we want to do is make sure, and I get get to answer the crux of your question here is that um, we don't over. All right. Uh, uh, enforced to the point to where it uh, sub-optimizes the overall effort. And so that's why you hear me use the term common standards. There are things that are unique to a mission area that, that have to continue to happen. That's why it's a mission area. But um, we've identified the standards, and we're going to have to be ruthless in enforcing the standards. But it's those common standards for the good of the Army and the good of the Joint Force that we're really going to go after in terms of uh, enforcing them. To that point, for at least the last three or four Army CIOs, your, your predecessors have been preaching the virtues of, of common standards, much like you are. Right. Has the Army not been ruthless enough up until this point? No, I, it's not a matter of the Army not being ruthless enough. I, I'll tell you one, one example is, uh, so the original data strategy from 2016, uh, written by uh, General, General Bob Farrell, 
um, was a very well-written document. If you went back and Googled it and pulled it out, it's a good document. Um, what we never did institutionally, and remember, it's not just the mill depths and services that are implementing data strategies. This is actually across the department. Um, we, we, we never went to took the next step to actually implement so what does implementation look like? One, uh, implementation looks like telling the Army to do it, all right, and describing the outcomes that you're looking for, uh, articulating the metrics so that you can measure it over time, and resourcing it. Um, the, the thing that I don't know that we did as well as we could have was implementation. And so learning from that, uh, the implementation plan is where we're focusing our attention now, not just on putting a strategy out. But now, if you remember General Fogarty mentioned the G3 of the Army, basically the, the director of operations. Our partner in this is the G3 of the Army because he's the guy who's going to tell the Army to actually implement the strategy. He's going to issue the order that says, here's our strategy, here's our standard, here are the outcomes, here are the timelines that we're looking for uh, for the early stages of this, uh, and then uh, here's the execute order that says go out and do this. So maybe that's one new thing. I mean, you've got you've got help from the G3 and from the chief, which maybe was not always as, as strong or at least as visible at that level before. But but it, it seems to me another new thing here is you've got a CDO below you now who's focusing yeah. on this stuff full time. And I wonder what, yeah. what big a difference you expect that to make. I, I think it's a tremendous difference. I think uh, the thing, uh, so, so there's a couple things that make a difference. Uh, one is the, the stand up of CDOs. Uh, and it's not just the Army, but uh, I, th- I think you'll see a chief data officer in, in each one of the services. But the other idea, big idea that we have, and, and it's a little inside baseball for you, but we're having thoughts about um, if you remember the four missionaries that I talked about? Mm-hmm. What if for the sake of a good idea, each one of those missionaries actually had a deputy chief data officer? And their job is to advise the mission owner, the mission area owner. Uh, now it's not just a chief data officer that sits up at the Department of the Army level, but inside each one of those mission area owners, mission areas, there is a deputy chief data officer that works, feeds directly to the CDO, but their job there is to direct face-to-face an advisement of the mission area owner. That's a different way of thinking about uh, the problem. It's an intriguing idea. Is it yeah, it is. Yes. Huh? Is this going to happen? Uh, I would say uh, let's let's. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of leadership uh, on making a final call, uh, but this is an idea it, just to give you some insight into our thinking. Yeah. Real quick, just want to finish up on the joint piece of this because you, you brought that up earlier. This is going to be an Army data strategy. How how informed is it by DoD CIO type guidance and extremely. Uh, extremely informed by not just DOD's insights, but OMB's uh, insights into where data, need, where we need to go uh, with, with our data strategy. Uh, listen, a, a big lesson learned, I mentioned the fact that um, we've been, uh, we're, we're in the midst, and you probably heard me say, of the largest, most comprehensive review and assessment of our networks in the last 30 years. A a big uh, takeaway for us and understanding, and this is not a new lesson, but it's it's, uh, given where we're going with multi-domain and all-domain operations that we cannot afford to do things in isolation. And so this is not, this is the Army's data strategy, but there's connective tissue to the Department of Defense and guidance from uh, higher on uh, their thoughts and data strategy. 
just, you know, there, there are joint benefits to, you know, at the DOD level, if everybody's on the same sheet of music, but just from a selfish army perspective, what does it do for you if you have a common set of standards that are interoperable with all your joint partners? So I, when I talked about the characteristics of uh, the network in an era of great power competition, the very first thing I talked about is speed. All right. Uh, enabling the warfighter or the user to orient, decide, and act faster uh, than peer adversaries. Uh, think about uh, an environment where our data is structured, uh, where we've identified authoritative data sources, so you're going to get the accuracy uh, that you're looking for, where Steve Fogarty has the data feeding into some type in an automated fashion. It's been structured, it's been aggregated, and it's feeding into some type of big data platform. Uh, now you remove the human from the loop of all the manual tasks associated with, hey, look, Mr. Serbu uh, doesn't normally do this at 2 o'clock in the morning. That's an anomaly. Uh, and it's a data feed. It's not a person manually watching X, Y, or Z. Think of the power of that. The speed of decision-making, but our ability to act faster than peer adversaries goes up exponentially uh, when we start to capture uh, all things that have to do with the data problem. Uh, the other piece is security, um, is uh, our ability to protect our data uh, is uh, goes up exponentially uh, when it has been put into more of a structured environment, and we have the ability to see ourselves uh, at Echelon, where our, data, where our data is and what the state of it is. Just think about the power of that. So your question about what do we get out of it, um, uh, we get uh, increased uh, ability uh, to compete uh, and win uh, when we go after this particular problem. And uh, while we've been sitting here just doing this interview, think about the amount of data that, that's been generated that we're going to need to be able to see and be able to access. Last quick one, because I know you got to go. I, I know this is not strictly about cloud or not cloud, but but getting to the cloud is certainly a, a broader objective. So, so does having a data strategy and enforcing it in place like this one how much of an enabling function is that to eventually getting a lot of these systems to the cloud? It, it is critical uh, to not just moving to the cloud, but doing it smartly. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to identify which data should move. You heard the question that I got in the room there reference uh, the relationship to artificial in, in intelligence. Um, the last thing that I need to do is aggregate and structure data uh, and then Brigadier General Matt Easley, the lead for the AI task force, can't use it. And so what the data strategy is going to allow us to do is is kind of thin the herd, so to speak, when it comes to which data uh, and why and divest of legacy uh, applications or at least make conscious and informed decisions about what the priorities uh, ought to be. Lieutenant General Bruce Crawford, the Army's CIO, speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.